0: Hello, hello. You just listened to Unwritten by Natasha Benningfield. I am Alina, your host for today. We are here at RTV Maastricht. You're listening to uh, Student Radio uh, 105.7 FM. I am here today with quizzy uh, Hey. And uh, our guest, Val Karen. Hello. And Zaki doing tech. Hello,
1: hello, Thank hello. Thank you.
0: And um, yeah, we are uh, thankful for um, RTV for having this uh, opportunity to be here every Wednesday. And we are talking about books today. And why books? Um, well, uh, personally, I'm a, a big fan. <laughs> and um, I'm trying to incorporate it every every day as a practice. And um, although it's a very cliche topic to talk about I feel like people still don't talk a lot about how to um, get into this practice what are the benefits and um, how important it is to to read at any age what do you think about the, the topic quizy
2: um, I think it's an interesting topic I think yeah, reading is fundamental um, it plays an integral part in our daily lives and I think that you know you're never too old to read, it expands your vocabulary, um, you learn new things every day. So reading is definitely, or well, it plays a major role in our daily life I
1: think.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And Bell, what do you think as a book lover, as a writer as well?
1: My favorite part about reading is traveling while you're sitting at home. So especially during the, the last 12 months, I'm an avid traveler, I haven't been able to go anywhere. Uh, reading new books from new places. I picked up a book from Turkey. Never been interested in Turkey before, but I sure am now. So
2: it also expands your imagination and creativity. Absolutely, yeah. that really um, helped me a lot when I was a child, especially during English English exams. And you have to write mm. a story. Just give you one word, and you have to base a whole story on this. So I can definitely identify yeah. with that as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think a lot of people picked up this habit of reading in the. First lockdown, especially, and I'm glad uh, that, especially in my bubble, people are posting what books they were reading. Um, yeah, I was following everyone's uh, Goodreads um, app. I don't know if uh, our listeners know about it. There is such an app where you track your books, reviews. Um, sometimes it's useful for yourself to just remember what you've read and <laughs> how many stars you gave to each book. Um, what's your relationship with books, Zaki?
3: I mean, I mean, I've been reading I mean, I've been reading since I was like two years old, and so I've always been a very avid reader, although not so much lately, just because I haven't really had the attention span necessary in order to stick with one book for a long period of time. And so I lately I've just been like starting a book. And then, you know, going back to it a few weeks or months later, um, just getting, getting through it that way. Or also reading graphic novels, which I also think is a really, really interesting medium for both storytelling and just putting out information.
0: Yeah. uh, That made me think about the episode we had about music two or three weeks ago, how music is such a universal thing. And I think books are the same, because first, everyone can find something for themselves. And they are in almost every language or can be translated Mm -hmm. in every language and accessible, uh, at least nowadays, I think, also through libraries and and so on.
3: And websites. Yes. Yes, one of my favorite websites is a website. that people use to... That, I mean, it's like similar to like Sci-Hub, where you can download um, academic articles, another website where you can download books, basically, which I think is nice in terms of accessibility
1: to literature. What about audiobooks? Anybody here a fan of audiobooks?
0: Um, sometimes, perhaps, but I think maybe if I would drive more, I would
2: listen ah, to okay. more books. Yeah. Okay. I'm not a fan of audiobooks. They tend to me to sleep faster than if I'm reading actually
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow that's impressive
2: no it's true I'm being honest because I think sometimes with the, um, when you read for yourself you set the tone for yourself you set your own voice in your tone when it's an audiobook it's very monotone yes. it's very boring so for me I'm not gonna yeah it's very yeah
1: yeah I think words when they're on pages as a, as a writer I intend people to r- look at the words review them a few times Look at the sentence think wow that was that was a really nice sentence instead of just having it read to them and there they go and,
2: and you get to visualize when you see it as well in your head how the story is playing out yeah. i think with an audiobook you're just hearing like a background noise too easily distracted
1: yeah. i think yeah
3: yeah and i think it's also to be said that a lot of books do will not really translate well into the audiobook format for example one of my favorite books that i read when i was in high school was house of leaves which plays a lot with text formatting and text color and shapes in order to tell a story where it's not really just one story but multiple stories happening at the same time which doesn't really work in an auditory format it really is a very visual um it really just really needs it sometimes there's some things that need i think need to be very visual in order to be understood
2: it's like having siri read out a text for you that's how, that's how it, it, it plays off in my head yeah
3: well it, said but yeah. on this note i think it is about time to go to our first song
2: uh, our first song is actually uh, When I Met You in the Summer by Calvin Harris
4: So my heart beats sound We fell in love As the leaves turn brown And we could be together baby Long as skies are blue
0: Welcome back. We just listened to "When I Met You in the Summer" by Calvin Harris, recommended by Quizzi. Um You're listening to RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. Here at Student Radio, I'm your host for this hour, Alina, and I'm here with Quizzy. Hey, Val,
1: uh, Good evening,
0: and Zaki, at Tech. Hello. And we were talking about books, and actually, um, yeah, I'm enjoying this conversation a lot. Uh, we talked about audiobooks. I wanted to ask you what do you think about digital books versus the, the physical ones? Let's have a quick round, Kwesi.
2: <laughs> I mean, in terms of the economy, the environment, sorry, I think the digital books are probably better, mm-hmm. but it still um, has its pros and cons, you know. Uh, it, having a, book, a physical book, it's portable, I mean, the digital, you can read on your phone, but if your battery dies, then what's gonna happen? So, you know, I think both of them have their pros and cons. But for me personally, I prefer a physical book in my hand.
1: As a, as a writer, as somebody selling books, I'll sell a book to anybody who wants it in any form. <laughs> 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 but indeed, I prefer holding the book in my hand, yeah. feeling it, have it on the coffee table, but but uh, times are changing uh, mm. and it's moving a lot to uh, the Kindle, to the, the, the
2: but I think when you have a, a d- digital book, you have most of the times you have it on a, a device. And when you have it on a device, I feel as though there are other distractions that can take you away from reading the this book. This is very true. So that's yep. why I prefer a physical book. Yep.
0: Even if it's uh, just a Kindle, only for books, for me, it seems like, oh, another screen. I'm doing everything on my laptop, then talking to everyone on my phone, and then I have to read on another device. So I agree with, with you on that.
4: Yeah.
3: I, I agree on that level. I, I, I agree I, I do prefer having a physical book in mind if'm I'm, if I'm planning on reading something. but at the same time, I think that ebooks they do a very good things in terms of um, accessi- accessibility to literature because there's so many things that you can just find online that maybe your library does not have. You can just go yep. online and download the ebook
1: or something like this. And if I may, just usually the classics are there for free in the Kindle stores. So again, access to anybody that needs it or wants it if you can get the Kindle but then it's free downloads as well for the classics that are out of uh, copyright
3: yeah that's so true and Public you, domain. I mean when I was in high school a lot of times if I did not want to actually pay the money to buy the book I would just search for the book online and just download like a PDF of it for example and so now on my computer I also have like a one, a copy of, one of a PDF of one of my favorite books, Beloved by Toni Morrison, and I think that's the way you can just find these things online and just download them this way. It does make it a lot easier, so you don't have to really spend all this time searching for a physical thing.
2: Uh, I have a, a question that just popped into my head. Um, with digital books and having all these access to books, do you think as a writer it's more problematic because of copyright issues and people not paying for the books? so you know, it's hurting your pocket? There
1: are a lot of pirate sites on the internet. Yeah. Um, and as a as a writer, as somebody who holds several copyrights, I can't really do much about it. You know, as a poor writer, I don't make any money on my book, <laughs> so I can hardly fight a lawsuit somewhere in in Russia in a site that's mm-hmm. got me hacked and pirated. But um, that's okay. I think uh, as as a writer, I'd prefer people just to read my book um, and read what I write and my thoughts, and want it, rather than than worry about who's got it for free and who yeah. hasn't, because you know somebody might read a, a hacked version, but then put it on their social media site and said, I loved it. And then, you know, word of mouth spreads. And yeah, but that's just the commercial side of it. Yeah, I think stealing art. It's horrible.
3: I must say <laughs> that as a composer, I, that's actually kind of the exact way I look at it as well. I'd rather someone just have access to it and listen to it, enjoy it, and then possibly share it with other people as opposed to just say like, no, because you cannot pay money. You're not going to have access to this thing. I think just accessibility to it is a great thing in itself. I agree.
0: Yeah that uh, yeah it's an interesting discussion I was wondering actually that there are authors I've seen yeah a couple in Moldova that uh, sell their physical book but put the the free book online just for this reason because yeah it's highly pirated and uh, eventually maybe they raise money by doing some events around it or I don't know they find some some other ways what do you think I about think, oh, doing sorry,
2: that? Quiet. Yeah, I was going to say I think some authors put like a um, abbreviated version of the book online, so if you read a certain amount and you're interested, then you go to purchase the book also. Yeah, so is that a popular thing to do these days?
1: Well, you find on a lot of the online sales platforms, you can get it, you can download a sample for free anyway, so you can mm-hmm. get the first two three chapters and see if you like the writer's style, like the theme. Uh, maybe you just think it's rubbish and you don't <laughs> buy it further. But um, but I think it like, it, like we were talking, it, it opens accessibility, it, it opens up more minds, uh, and people will pick it up earlier or faster if, if it's for free, which they might not have done and learned your name and said, hey, I like this guy's style,
4: mm-hmm.
1: had it not been for free. So I'm all for that.
4: Yeah,
1: just don't like people stealing it, that's all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we are talking about this, um, yeah, the possibility of accessing books uh, by internet which we have nowadays because yeah that's the era we live in but uh, I wanted to ask quizzy how was it before the internet how were the books yeah what's the history behind books? Uh,
2: you mean like when they began or when, how, how could you source the books before? Yeah. Uh, well I, based on what I read uh, books actually started in the fifth and fourth century if I'm correct and they were actually a part of our daily lives since ancient times they are actually used for telling stories. I think everyone has that common knowledge that, you know, you tell a story through books, you tell your history through the books, you know, um, as I said earlier, on it plays an integral part in our lives. And I think also writers, some writers, I think they use writing as a form of relaxation, a form to express themselves, you know, it creates somewhat of an alter ego for them when they create these stories. So that's why so much people can relate to certain stories throughout books.
0: Yeah, it's also about spreading a message sometimes, especially books that have a call for action or maybe just, uh, yeah, uh, making the story heard over after some generations, which before wasn't possible because it was just oral communication. And um, yeah, we didn't know what, I mean, we can only assume what people did before, but now, uh, yeah, with books, we can actually see how uh, someone's life was in the 17th century, for example.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, if we look at that, we look at one of the most controversial books probably in the world, which is the Bible. Um, you know, the most read book. Yeah, the most read and most controversial book. And if you look from, the, I think, the Old Testament to the New Testament, there are different variations of how things were told.
3: Oh Yeah, that I can definitely identify with. Um, but on that note, I think it is about time to... We're getting a bit wrapped up in books right now, and so we need to go to our next song, which actually is... Wrapped up in books by Bella and Sebastian. Um, okay. Yeah, hope you all enjoy. Do you know this song?
1: No. Oh. It'd be interested to hear. Keep my headphone on. <laughs>
0: back. It's Alina here at RTV 107.5 FM. You just listened to Wrapped Up in Books uh, by Bell and Sebastian and that's what we are talking about today. It's books. Uh, I'm here with go, Bell, our guest. Hello. And uh Tech.
3: Hello, hello, hello.
0: And we were left to talking uh, yeah, about how uh, history changed, how books change history and how they still influence our lives Uh, and if we're talking about the past how did you pick up reading or how did you start reading as a kid crazy
2: i mean going to school is the first place that we learn to read um or even from at home i think you know you make what your parents are saying you don't know what what it means but you just know you're doing it because you have to do it but for me personally you know I'm an inquisitive person. I'm very curious, so I always want to know what's what. So I would always learn to read um, the newspaper. I would learn to read, um, yeah, the newspaper, um, read anything, basically the label behind a tin of spray, just <laughs> read for readings' purpose. And um, I actually appreciated reading or learning to read at an early age because I felt as though it expanded my vocabulary. It gave me more of a confidence to speak in front of people, you know, I was able to articulate myself better as well. And yeah, I think I like reading actually.
0: Yeah, I think you pretty much summarize the benefits of reading in general um, and also the power of an example. If you see it in your your parents, um, then you might also more passionate about reading than otherwise i cannot imagine how some families cannot have like a library or tons of (laughs) books at home what about your house is it full of books
1: there's a room that is dedicated to books yes um just on the idea of examples though um since i started writing uh, i've noticed that my both i have two children that are currently writing a book as well Uh, and uh, i've seen in them as well in the last four or five years a a much greater interest in reading as well in order to stimulate their imagination as was earlier discussed so they get more ideas to write so I've got a daughter now who's reading Jane Austen she's 15 and she's reading Pride and Prejudice I didn't have to do a whole lot to encourage that it just kind of came from from the example of seeing it in the house yeah yeah
2: I think uh, one of my favorite books as a teen was the Hardy Boys the crime investigation books like, oh yeah, yeah. That those really helped my imagination so much. Like it really expanded my imagination, but you know it makes me think and get paranoid about in certain situations. But well, that's a good uh, book as a teen
3: for me. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, I don't know. I it, it, it's funny hearing about hearing all the hearing these stories about. Oh yes, you read these books because you started reading because your, your parents had all these things around. My parents did always have books around, but. The way I actually started reading, and my mom will always tell the story about how she would always buy CDs that had liner that had the liner notes inside, so that then, when I was listening to music, I would always be looking at the liner notes, and then I would learn to read that way. And I've always, and so when I was young, I was really, really extremely avid reader, just from, just part of, part of loving music, but then also just parting just loving the storytelling that was there, you know, always. Um, from the picture books that I was reading, I remember like the very one of the, one of the early books that I read was uh, the the illustrated version of Maya Angelou's Maya Angelou's poem um, "Life Doesn't Frighten Me" with the illustrations by Jean-Michel Basquiat, and I just remember that just always leaving a really big mark in my childhood. That must have, if you remember the illustrator right here, <laughs>
1: that that must have left a big impression.
3: on I, I mean, Jean-Michel Basquiat is kind of iconic. He's so well. I remember like even afterwards going to like going to museums and seeing his art there and so just just being able to make the connections of oh wow this book can also be a piece of art itself oh you're gonna have to
1: pull it up on a screen and show us that's that's really interesting you remember an illustrator more than an author
3: oh both of them I think I mean Maya Angelou I think is just beyond iconic just in her poetry but even post then in the book that we had to read in school like I think my favorite book that I had to read in high school to shame this author was Kind of canceled um, but the brief wondrous life of Oscar Wilde by Juno Diaz was he got cancelled uh, Oscar
1: Wilde get canceled
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean Juno Diaz he got I mean there were some um, there were some sexual assault allegations against him but I'm not okay. going to get into that but All the right. book itself yeah. I remember being um, incredible in the way that you know it explored the history of the Dominican Republic through just the story of one family and mm-hmm. you could just and it was such an interesting medium because it, uh, it, incre- it incorporated elements of magical realism which I it's a whole other thing in literature that I just think like literature can just be can be so interesting because you know the words are endless which means that how you tell a story can be endless
1: absolutely yeah
3: I
2: mean well, perfect example the Harry, Bo- Harry Potter series how many adaptations are there from the Harry Potter books? Endless <laughs>
4: exactly <laughs>
1: I'm going to turn the question on Alina, though, uh, if I may.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Because you have grandparents who were literary.
0: Yes, I did. And uh, my mom was also quite close uh, to this um, topic her whole life. But uh, I don't know, for some reason, I wasn't that passionate about reading till maybe 16. Mm -hmm. And then I picked it up and then I really got into it. But uh, what surprised me is that when I was doing some research, Uh, for this uh, episode, I found out that uh, statistics that said 35% of Americans, nothing to do with you, but don't read any uh, books uh, after high school, which really impressed me because uh, for me, yeah, books really became a part of my life in the last year of high school and uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, in the first year of university. And I think right now it's it's playing a huge role uh, um, in my life. And also, I try to encourage my sister, my younger sister, to read it because I think at her age, at 15, it's, uh, it's super important. And, <laughs> I wish she also reads. Uh, she also read uh, Jane Austen. As <laughs> your okay, daughter, yeah. <laughs> and what were you that.
1: reading at 16, 17 then? What was what sparked your interest?
0: Uh, well, I was reading classics mostly. Uh-huh. Um, I was a, I'm a f- still a big fan of the uh, sisters Bronte and mm-hmm. uh, also Romanian literature. But because I read so much for school, because I was always like the best student in Romanian literature and Russian and English and all that, I kind of felt like, oh, I'm already doing enough for, for yeah for school, and then I mm-hmm. don't have to do it for pleasure. Or I didn't really, uh, f- yeah, feel attracted to to discover maybe new topics or new, new genres in general. I maybe read uh, Agatha Christie a couple of times, but I really want to get into this like mystery or mm-hmm. detectives sure. more. And more as you're
1: living abroad, do you wish you had your national literature with you again?
0: Yes, yes. I wish, uh, um, yeah. I'm actually happy that's yeah, a bit of topic but uh, I was uh, posting the the poems that my granddad wrote mm-hmm. on a Facebook page and now I can go back to them and read uh-huh. them yeah they're public <laughs> nice <laughs> so that yeah makes me feel closer to
2: home
1: another benefit of reading yes. yeah um, I oh. think
3: Go ahead. no uh, you, you finish because um, we're gonna start going to another the next song um, I was just
2: going to say I think that um a book, actually, you know, because we know it tells a history, to, you can also relate to this history sometimes or feel connected to the, whatever the writer is uh, trying to portray. So I understand what you, when you read over your grandfather's um, poems on your Facebook profile.
3: Yes. Well, okay, well, um, now we're going to go to our next song, uh, which is Tell Me All About It by Natalie Cole. Enjoy. Enjoy.
4: We touch, I shiver Just spot
0: Hello, welcome back. You're listening to RTV Maastricht, uh, 107.5 FM. We just listened to Tell Me About It by Natalie Cole. Very nice song. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I'm Alina, uh, your host for this hour. I'm here with Kwesi. Hola. Belle. Buenos <laughs> uh, That was in Romanian. Um, much appreciated. Zaki? Goeiedag. Okay. Lekker cool Um, yeah we are talking about books um, again and actually it's coming to an end oh I could talk about it forever Um, yeah uh, let's focus more on maybe the local area especially because our audience is mainly students and um, sometimes students struggle to find books in here of course there are um, many book exchanges on Facebook, Instagram, and some yeah, local projects uh, that you can swap books. Uh, but besides that, um, yeah, we have some bookstores, mostly touristic ones, but not only. We also have an English bookstore. Do you want to tell us about it a bit, Val? Sure.
1: Um, for those looking for uh, English books and a wide variety of them, uh, the English bookstore in Frankenstraat, uh, just in uh, in Wijk or week if you're local. Um, <laughs> Um, think Albert Hein on the Groene Loper mm-hmm. and then go behind that to Frankenstraat where you have uh, anyway a, a shopping street <laughs> uh, the English bookstore um, and um, if you're looking for literary events there'll be a few there check the website English bookstore at Maastricht um, I think it's nice uh, especially if we're talking about having a real book in your hand instead <laughs> of a Kindle or your phone uh, you can get them there and and uh, I know that the owner there Shakib We'll be hosting a number of local events with local authors in the next few months as the the corona regulations end. Cool. And uh, yeah, it's a good place to meet people, meet authors, buy books, Mm -hmm. browse, browse books. That's always been one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Going into the Barnes & Noble and just sitting on the floor that you was know, you know what I'm every talking about. single day
3: after school. <laughs> I would go to the Rittenhouse Square, Barnes and Noble, and just sit there and find a book and just read it. <laughs> so there for hours
1: and no one tell you to leave. It was fabulous. And that's Fantastic. the way the English bookstore is. They've got complimentary coffee, there's a terrace you go sit there and oh, read a book and he's not going to kick you out
0: i'm so. probably going to be a permanent client there you need to go see it especially it's if open. it's yeah if it's yeah. opening and then you can actually get in touch with the community of readers in yep. maastricht and uh, yeah exchange ideas and all that but also i found out from quizzy that you can uh, borrow books here at the library that we are in right now
2: mm-hmm yeah um at the ceramic library um prior to corona I think you could have just gone inside of the library and you could have probably asked one of the attendants to a certain book and if they don't have it in stock they can uh, order it for you but with corona measures I know you can go to the library's website um, I'm not sure what the website is but maybe we can find out and say it in the cultural agenda and um, you request your book and you come and pick it up downstairs here on an re- um, agreed date and time
0: mm-hmm. Wow! Well, and
2: it's in various can- languages as well
0: yeah, I hope they actually open up completely maybe soon because I really. Tomorrow, actually. Oh yeah, yeah, they open tomorrow. Okay. I got an
2: email just now. Without, but
0: I think still with the reservations because. Probably. Yeah, but I really miss the feeling that. Yeah, when I'm in Moldova, I always go to the library and just wander around in this big buildings. We have one in every neighborhood and then I can... Yeah, I usually pick 20 books and then I have a limit of borrowing only five mm. and I have to actually select which ones I'm taking. So that's a unique feeling.
2: I haven't borrowed a book in a long time. i <laughs> thinking about it now. I have
0: a, a library at home. <laughs> you, can, you can choose yeah. something. I
3: I will say that is is one of the reasons why I do uh, also like uh, books that are not physical because that way I can never forget to return them, (laughs) which is something that I've realized that I'm very, very, very bad at. So, yeah, Um, if you're bad at returning books, then maybe look into non-physical mediums.
2: I mean, I I recently saw an article where a a woman in the U.S. uh, went to jail for a book that she hadn't written in like 20 years. Oh, wow. it,
3: uh, <laughs> jail, jail, okay. really? Yeah. I think that says more about the United States policing system than anything else.
0: <laughs> oh, ouch! Um, yeah, but now that we know where to get books, oh, also uh, borrowing from friends is always uh, a good idea. But yeah, you have to negotiate with them if you can but borrow you gotta it for, give them back Yeah, for twenty years, <laughs> then you might be maybe uh, paying with I something. A, I actually have, I I have
2: a book that I need to return. To a friend for the last two years
0: okay dear listeners return your <laughs> books <laughs> Please. <Just> remember, <laughs> um yeah okay so now that we know how to actually get books um my question for myself, first of all, and also for you, is how, we, how do we incorporate reading in this super fast-paced uh, life, lifestyle that we have, especially being students? Uh, for me, it's very difficult to find time, so uh, a tip that I would give maybe to our listeners is to find some time in the morning or in the evening. I found out that this works for me sometimes, sometimes not. Um, when do you find time for reading or do you prioritize it? I mean,
2: I don't prioritize it because I feel as though I have other more important things to do. But if I'm going on a long train train journey or something, then I can always read on my phone. Um, I don't have a specific time for reading. But as I said, if you're on a long train journey, you're going on vacation or something, then it's always good to read. But incorporating it into your daily schedule, you can probably read a page a day or a page and a half, depending on how busy you are.
0: Oh, next episode that we're going to have today is about perfectionism. And by the way, me as a perfectionist, I put the goal of 50 pages per day. And if I don't achieve mm-hmm. it, <laughs> that's not That's, working, putting, that's putting unnecessary
2: stress on yourself. But
0: it's not that much. It's around an hour or so. Depends on the book as well. If you're enjoying it, it goes faster.
1: As for me, I'm a binge reader. If I find oh, a topic, wow. I just won't stop until I'm done. Mm-hmm. But then when I'm done, it takes a little while for the, another topic to grab my attention. Yeah. Um, one thing I'm doing as a writer is is moving more towards short stories. Because I think people would see a short story, 50, 60 pages, something they're going to get through in a sitting as a perfectionist. You can say, I want to finish this book right now. <laughs> and so they're, they're more likely to pick it up and read it. And if it's if it's well written, it can be just as exciting and just as uh, uh, contextual as a long novel with too many words. Mm-hmm. So that's so one thing I'm doing to help people. What
0: about Yuzaki? How many pages do you read in a sitting? <laughs>
3: Uh, it depends on uh, how how I if, if I if it's like if it's the beginning of my hyperfocus period or it's not. um so it really depends on the text itself. like, for example, I remember when I was assigned Lord of the Flies in high School. I could not finish it. Meanwhile, the brief wonders just the, the book I mentioned before, the brief Wondrous Life of Oscar Wow, I finished that book in like two days. Mm-hmm. Um, so it varies depending for me very wildly depending on what book it is and if it's something that I'm actually interested in reading. Um, and also, how dense the, the text is. Like, I can never, I can, I've never been able to read Tolkien, for example. Um, but other books, it's fine. But on this note, we do have to go to our next song, um, which is This is the Life by Shirley Bassey. Enjoy.
5: Funny how a lonely day can make a person say, What good is mine? Funny how a breaking
4: heart can make me start to say what good is my life Funny how I often sing to think I'll find another dream
0: Welcome back. You just listened to "This Is My Life" by Shirley Bassey. Um, I'm Alina. You're listening to RTV Master 107.5 FM. I'm here with Quincy. Hey. Val. Dobri <laughs> And Zaki. Hello. Thank you for doing tech. And yeah, now we're probably gonna wrap it up about both although I wish we, oh, we had like five hours for this because it's never ending um, but yeah I want to hear some last words from um, all of my guests um, maybe one favorite book or uh, one tip for the listeners how to, to get into it or if they are not fans or I don't know something that you wanna tell them Quizzy?
2: Um. I mean, I have an author from back home, V.S. Naipaul. He's mm-hmm. a local author, um, and he has a lot of series of books, but one of the books that I started reading, I didn't finish, but it was going good so far, um, was A House from Mr. Biswas. Uh, it was published in 1961, so almost, what, 50-something years ago. Um, and a tip, you said? A tip for yeah. reading? I mean, I something think- Something that works
0: for you, maybe.
2: I think, okay, if something that works for me. Read in your own timing. I think uh when you are relaxed, you tend to enjoy the book more as opposed to just reading because you have to read. You know, um it applies also for schoolwork as well. Don't read the night before because then you won't really absorb any of the information. Like pace yourself, read at a uh, moderate rate and you enjoy the text more, you learn more, you retain more as well.
3: Yeah. Um hmm. I, think I agree with all of these things, all of these tips that you had. Um, if I were going to recommend one book that I think everyone should read, I think it would be the novel that I mentioned before, be- Beloved, by Toni Morrison. Yeah. Um, I think it, it is a, it's a completely heartbreaking, heartbreaking story um, based on... It's loosely based on an actual true story, and there really is no other novel that will really, really... Um, it really, It's really good, it's really good at, at really explaining how truly, truly, truly horrific slavery was. Um, that's all I will say about the book so far.
1: Um, yeah. That. Well, uh, mine's not so heavy. Uh, uh, there's one book I read every year and usually I don't read books over again, but this book, I cry always at the end. It's called Once a Runner by Parker. Uh, it's about a, a miler, somebody who runs the mile in under four minutes. Um, it's light, it's fun. At the same time, though, it really digs into the perfectionist mindset. <laughs> Sorry to look at Alina, but uh, and and the idea of of being good with your performance. But a marvelously fun book, uh, not deep reading. But uh, again, I cry every time I read it, even though I know the ending. I can even quote it for you, but I still cry every time I get to the end. So it's a fabulous book.
0: Yeah. Okay. I don't think I can recommend one <laughs> only. I was actually, yeah, <laughs> checking my, my ratings just to remember what I've read. But uh, let's say I'll, I'll name some more authors. So from my ethnic background, um, Eliade from Romanians, and um, Svetlana Alexej from Russians, and international, the sisters Brontë and Remarque. Uh, one of my uh, favorite authors. And uh, for the cultural agenda really quick uh, Quincy wanted to tell us the website uh, for the the library. Um, yeah it's something it's okay in I already Dutch.
3: found it oh. uh, yeah it's uh bibliotheek uh, in so it's in Dutch. nl slash bibliotheek um so if you are able to understand Dutch, then you know how to trans- trans- transcribe that. Um, but we may make a post later that actually has a link on it.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And all the authors and books recommendations that we've just heard, because you might uh, yeah want to know that. And yeah, uh, for you students, don't forget that it's election week. It's actually until tomorrow. Don't forget to vote eurovision fans know that Eurovision is happening uh yeah so just support your friend fans friends and uh, i want to thank uh my guests today uh thank you quizzy for your input
2: i was gonna say um oh yeah i was gonna add to the culture agenda that yeah sure gyms are back open from today as well as libraries and sports uh swimming pools as well
0: okay and cool. you can eat at
3: restaurants until 8 p.m instead of six
4: yeah
0: Oh, my God. fun. And uh, thank you, Val, for your input as a writer and also reader and uh, all your yeah valuable input It's been in fun. General. Thank you very much. Nice yeah. to meet you all.
3: Same here. And
2: thank you.
0: Thank you, Zaki, for tech, as usual. Much appreciated.
3: Yeah. Um, so the song you're listening to, just to close off the show, it's Parais by Kenny B. Hope you all enjoy.
0: See you next hour.